Welcome to the Soul Service Podcast. I'm your host and soul-centered leadership coach, Anastasia Burtnick. If you are a spiritual seeker looking to learn, grow, and make deep and lasting change in your life, you are in the right place, my friend. I'll be serving you up juicy topics on soul work, relationships, purpose, power, and everything in between. Together, we are going to dive deep into our hearts and souls so you can live your best life ever. Let's dive in. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Soul Service Podcast. You are tuning in with me, your host, Anastasia Burtnick. So before I introduce today's amazing guest, I just want to share with you a little bit about my spiritual life coaching. I do have spots open right now, so if you are interested, make sure to send me a message because my spots do fill up quickly. Now, my spiritual life coaching is a deep dive coaching mentorship where I teach you the foundations of spirituality, masculine and feminine energies, law of attraction. What I do is I help you to create a foundation for yourself so that when you are leading your life and living your life, you are leading it from your own soul versus everyone else's opinions. And you have that deep-rooted spiritual foundation to always support you and back you up. I will help you identify, heal, and move through blocks and resistance in a way that really heals you on a deep level. And I will teach you to do that for yourself so that you have the tools going forward to really lead yourself from your soul. Together, we are going to dive deep into who you are on a soul level. We are going to heal any limiting beliefs and wounds that keep holding you back, keep you in inconsistency and spinning and burnout. You're not meant to live that way. And I'm going to help you move from that place of that being your regular way of living into a new way of being. So you're going to live at a different level as we reintegrate all of the parts of yourself that you have turned off or pushed away. You're going to live at a new level when we heal those wounds and those limiting beliefs. And together, we are going to co-create the life that you want. You're going to step into your purpose. You're going to have deeply connected relationships. You're going to feel love and abundance and bliss and joy on a daily basis. And you're going to feel so empowered that you can go out in the world and be your authentic self without hiding. You're not going to have any more fear around that. You're going to get to be you. And nothing's going to take that away from you anymore. So if this work is calling you, if you're feeling in any way called to dive deeper into your soul, to change your life, to start that business that you want, to serve the world, to really feel connected and loved within yourself and within your relationships, then make sure to reach out to me. You can do it on email, Instagram, Facebook. All the links are in the show notes. And we'll chat and see if my coaching is right for you. If you are curious, just ask the question. Now, without further ado, let me introduce today's guest. 
Today's incredible guest is Danielle Serink. And you may know her as Squamish Medium on Instagram. Danielle is a psychic medium, mentor, and educator, providing clarity and empowerment to individuals and groups who value spiritual connection and intuitive living through her offerings of mediumship and soul readings, angel card readings, angel-guided sessions, one-on-one and group mediumship, and intuitive development classes and and workshops. As an Indigenous First Nations woman, Danielle takes great pride and care in incorporating her cultural teachings with that of her spiritual offerings. Her free gift and offering to the world is her podcast, Spirit School, in which she shares all she knows from her spiritual and mediumship development journey in a vulnerable, humble, and authentic way. This was such an amazing episode to record, and There is so much juicy information and beautiful insights that Danielle shares, and also just basking in her energy is healing in its own way. So let's dive in. Hi, Danielle. I am so excited to have you on the podcast today. How are you doing? I'm great. How are you doing? Thank you for having me. Oh, I'm so excited that you're here. So it's an honor for me. (laughs) Oh, so I want to know more about you. Tell me, I'd love to know like more about what you do, your journey, how you came to get into mediumship, just everything about you. Yeah, sure. So my name is Danielle Sarank. It's a very tough last name. Most people can't say it or spell it. The <laughs> Sarank. I'm 37 years old. I live in Squamish, British Columbia, Canada. I was born and raised in Vancouver though, just down the highway. I have two kids who are three and six oh. and yeah, husband who's from New Zealand and just live a beautiful, quiet mountain town life. And it's, it's a dream for me to be here. I, I live surrounded by the mountains and on the ocean. It's a very spiritual and healing part of the world. Mm-hmm. And uh, my gifts really came out when I moved here to Squamish and uh, from the busy city life and kind of like slowing down a little bit in this little rural town. Mm-hmm. But um, I have actually been interested in mediumship since I was nine years old. It came to my awareness. I was at my um, grandfather's funeral and somebody gave me a book by James Bond Prague called Talking to Heaven. And Mm -hmm. so that was actually my first experience with a medium and mediumship at a very young age. Mm -hmm. And that kind of sparked an interest my whole life. I, you know, everyone probably knows like watching John Edwards on TV and Sylvia Brown on Montel and... Uh, My interest was very deep from a very, very early age, but it Mm -hmm. wasn't actually until I was 31 years old and I had my daughter in 2013 Mm -hmm. that the gifts within me kind of became apparent. It was through that process of caring and delivering and creating a life Mm -hmm. that the path became unavoidable after that. Wow. That's beautiful. So what was it about the birth of your daughter that really sparked it? Well, it was just you know, nothing super profound. It was just the teacher appeared. It was, uh, you know, I ended up with tickets to an event. I don't even remember purchasing the ticket and I only had one. And in the audience, I was the first person to be read by this medium. And up until then, I'd only ever seen it on TV done like this. Mm -hmm. And I almost didn't go because I was having fun with my friend and I was like, Oh, maybe I shouldn't go. But I did end up going. And that was the teacher who appeared to me 
And I ended up getting a one-on-one -on -one reading with her. And she said to me, like, do you know that like you're a medium? And I said, well, I've been told that my whole life, but I just don't believe it because I've never had experiences like you see on TV or, you know, a lot of the famous mediums had all these like, profound, like they couldn't get away from spirit and they couldn't stop seeing spirit with their eyes. And mm -hmm. that never happened to me. So I never thought that was my journey but she gave me a really safe space in her development classes to test it out. And after my first mediumship experience in one of her classes, I realized, wow, like, that's it. And she's like, that's it. And I was like, well, that's my whole life. She's like, exactly. It, so many people can do this and they don't understand because a lot yeah. of the really famous people have kind of made it appear unachievable because of the profound experiences they have. But the reality of mediumship is it's a very subtle way to read energy and um, it's in those subtleties that the magic happens. So it's just kind of getting used to that. <laughs> I love that. That's amazing. Yeah. Oh, and that is so true how whenever we're on a spiritual journey, like our teachers appear as we need them. Absolutely. And, because otherwise, like we're not ready for them or, or we're on a different growth path. And then it wouldn't be aligned if they appeared in like before they were <laughs> supposed to. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah. That's amazing. So, and it's my understanding you actually teach people about mediumship now and how to tap into their own gifts as well. Yeah. So my practice is called Squamish Medium. And um, I actually used to work in the corporate world. Um, tomorrow's my, actually my last day in corporate and I worked in indigenous politics. Oh, wow. And so I never wanted my name associated with it. So six years ago, I opened up my practice as Squamish Medium. Mm -hmm. And after developing and doing readings for three and a half years, I decided to start my first women's development circle to mm -hmm. kind of just share what I know. I mean, the second I realized how accessible mediumship was for mm -hmm. me yeah. and for people that I studied alongside, I was like, my gosh, I bet you everyone could do this. Mm -hmm. Everyone like the, the gift to connect with the world of spirit is not given to a select few from God or whatnot. It's mm -hmm. accessible to everybody. So one of my biggest passions in the work that I do is teaching other people all I know about connecting with the divine. And my connection with the divine might look different than every other teacher. So I just teach the methods I personally know and that work for me. Yeah. And at current, I have like 37 like active students around the world and I teach different development circles and I'm, I'm doing a lot more online now. Um, and doing more like mentorship packages for people to spend three months with me who mm -hmm. are really serious about like doing this for their life work. Um, yeah, but it's, it's a lot of fun. Teaching is a lot of fun. Mm -hmm. That's amazing. Congratulations on leaving your corporate job and moving into this full time and just for sharing your gifts with the world and really becoming the teacher that you needed back in the day. That's amazing. Yeah. Well, that's the whole premise of my podcast too. It's like, I remember back in 2013, Googling everything. I was Googling, like, have my gifts left me? Like, what does it mean when this happens? And there wasn't a lot out there. And it was hard for me to actually find a teacher who was vulnerable enough to share about the insecurities and the not so bright and cheery side of the spiritual development path. So I created a super vulnerable podcast talking about all the beauty, all the hangups, all the insecurities that come up on this development path. And mm -hmm. so I kind of just focus on creating what I needed back in the day. Yeah. And I actually um, journaled my on with an online diary. I journaled my entire development experience for four oh, wow. years. So everything I went through, like I, I journaled almost every day, every like little small detail. So mm -hmm. I'm able to go back to that journal 
and pick out what was going on for me early on and then kind of talk about it on my podcast. That is amazing. I love that. Yeah. And I tell all my students to do that. I'm like, document your journey because it might seem really small now, maybe insignificant, Mm -hmm. but you'll miss these experiences as you develop, you know, spirit doesn't have to work so hard to get our attention. So Mm -hmm. the first few years are really where the magic is in the path. And so I tell people like journal document, you won't regret it at all. (laughs) Mm -hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I wish I wish I had done that more when I was starting my journey because right I didn't used to journal at all and now I do it avidly. But yeah, when I was first starting, I wish I could go back and look at what I was thinking and what I was feeling in all those moments and what I was experiencing because now I have to work to <laughs> figure that out to help people. But, yeah, exactly. Yeah, it's worth it for sure. So that's a good tip for everyone listening. <laughs> journal everything. <laughs> totally. <laughs> So Danielle, what is mediumship? Well, mediumship is the ability to connect with departed loved ones in spirit. So I call it, you know, connecting with past loved ones or pets even um, is like a form of mediumship where I consider channeling spirit guides and angels to be slightly different than mediumship. Okay. Um, I consider mediumship just solely being connecting with departed loved ones and bringing through evidence that life continues. Um, and with that gift of bringing forward evidence that life continues, typically the sitter is able to kind of make decisions in their life, maybe with less fear because they realize that this is not it. So it's a very empowering experience mm-hmm. when you're able to realize that, you know, we transcend into something else. And I always tell people, I'm not talking to the dead. Like these guys are more alive than we are. Trust me. Mm-hmm. They are much more alive than we are. And so I find that people who sit with me are usually able to make really good decisions for their life. Um, just with less fear, which is like the beauty of it. I find that's yeah. so empowering and beautiful. Yeah. Yeah. So with, um, with mediumship and connecting to people that have departed and pets and loved ones, what does it look like for different mediums? Because not, obviously not everyone has the same gifts or the same ways they receive information. Yeah. So I've studied mediums my whole life and I still do. And I always study them from a place of awe. And this is why I love teaching too. Cause like I teach what I know. I'm like, so what did you experience? Cause I'm always mm. eager to learn what other mediums experience. And, you know, I watched Tyler Henry, the Hollywood medium, and you could just tell by the way that he expresses it, his information, he hears it. So that's Claire audience. Whereas Teresa Caputo, like the Long Island medium, she talks about all the symbols that she sees and she translates symbols, which is the clairvoyance. Mm-hmm. My gift is just transitioning right now. Every time I get used to a way of communicating with spirit, they shift it up a bit. And so you know, there's beauty in that. So yeah. for the past few years, I've been mostly clairsentient, which is feeling. So I actually feel a heart attack. I feel breast cancer. I feel, um, you know, emotions that um, connect to a relationship or a personality. And that um, can be quite evidential when I I do things with my hands or um, even the way that I sit and I stand changes as I channel with the spirits. Mm -hmm. Uh, But now I've kind of uh, worked more in my clear audience. So I hear a lot more. So I hear months and I hear names and I hear uh, just different sayings. And so it's always shifting. It's always shifting. But I don't physically see spirit with my naked eye. I have only a couple times in my life and it's very uneasy. (laughs) 
<laughs> I don't think it's something you ever get used to. And I just mm -hmm. choose not to see spirit like that. Um, but most of it, they just blend their aura with ours. So you have an aura and they have an aura and it's really just a blending of the auras. And the way that I perceive information is based off of references that I've had in my life. Mm -hmm. So as an example, I did a demonstration of mediumship last week in front of mm -hmm. an audience and spirit was showing me uh, a lake I used to swim in when I was a kid. So I said the name of the lake and that was the lake she also swam in as a kid. So you see, they use my references mm -hmm. and I just have to say them. And usually the person understands that reference as well. Yeah, that's so neat, so neat. Yeah. You actually said something um, really powerful that I want to touch on that you have the ability to choose your gifts. Like you're, you're choosing not to actually see spirit. You're choosing to lean on your other gifts. And I think that that's a really key point because we do, even though we have gifts, we have a power to choose how to use them and which gifts we want to really utilize and or not utilize. Exactly. And that's the number one thing. Like you sit in a development circle with me, the first homework assignment I give you is setting your boundaries with the world of spirit, because we're not victims to anything. We are completely in charge of our own energy and how we choose to expend it and what we allow to come into it. So I have such a, a, a trust and faith relationship with the world of spirit that I can ask for a certain type of client. I can ask for a certain number of clients. I can ask a certain day, like, you know, I'm a bit tired. So I'd rather work in my clear audience rather than my clairsentience and they always oblige like our intention is so powerful in this life so I never want people to feel like they are victim or prey to to energy we have complete autonomy and power over it yeah that's amazing that's so good to know I feel like a lot of people just think that it has to be one way or the highway and having the knowledge that you can that you can choose and that you can communicate with spirit on a, on a level that even you do where you're calling in clients and you know, I only want to work on this today because I'm physically tired. Like that's amazing. Just having that amount of power. Um, but it's in within like this deep connection with the divine. It's not separate from, you're not controlling it. It's just the, the boundaries, like you said. It's a co-creation, right? Yeah, like much yeah, of absolutely. everything that we do in this life, it's a co-creation. And yeah, and they've proven to me time and time again that they hear my prayers and that they listen to them. And if it serves the highest and greatest good of all involved, why not, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. So faith and trust are paramount on this spiritual development journey. Yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. So how would one know if they might have some of the gifts of mediumship? And if that might be the right path for them, like how, how would somebody know? I'd say if you're even interested in it, mm -hmm. that's a sign that okay. <laughs> it's accessible to you because people, I believe everyone has the gift within them. We all come from the same place. We all return to the same place mm -hmm. that has been shown to me time and time again. So we, we're all made up of the same stuff and we have the same access to everything everyone else has. And the truth of the matter is we do have a lot of divine free will in our life. And we also have a lot of you know, predetermined things that come up in our life that we're meant to take on because of different yeah. lessons or whatnot. Mm -hmm. So not everyone is meant to wake up to the ability or the spiritual curiosities. But if you find yourself even pondering mediumship, that's mm -hmm. definitely a sign that it's accessible to you and it's in your aura and that, you know, during this lifetime, it's something worth 
trying to uncover. It's something worth getting even more curious about. So I always tell people that like, if you find yourself like listening to podcasts about mediumship or, you know, watching the TV shows, like get like curious about it, start reading books by other mediums, because I found that very comforting. Mm -hmm. You know, I think I've read all 42 of Sylvia Brown's books while I was in high school. Like I was that into it. (laughs) And I love reading books by other mediums because there's, there's so much comfort in the experiences that they are able to identify from a very young age that you will see pieces of your own story within theirs. Mm-hmm. And that could be quite comforting as well. Yeah, absolutely. So one of my things I always recommend to people on this path is be very flexible because we get really hung up on things that we hear and that we read and we take them as truth but they're only supposed to be little markers that are supposed to get us curious and get us thinking and get us questioning. Mm-hmm. And what you end up believing in at the beginning, you won't necessarily believe in when, as you're going along the path. So you have to be really flexible. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I've experienced that myself. So that's very, very true. Yeah. yeah. And I tell people that I'm like, what I'm teaching you today might not hold up in three years, depending on the experiences that I go through. Right. So looking back at Sylvia Brown's teachings in the nineties, I mean, her thoughts on suicide don't, don't hold true today with what we know through mediumship. And, but that doesn't mean that it wasn't her truth back then or her experience. Right. It's just more people are doing this work. Now we have more of a lens, a wide lens on uh, kind of the afterlife and what happens. Yeah. And so we just have to be flexible. Mm -hmm. Absolutely. Yeah. I love that you mentioned that it's just creating a wider lens. That's really yeah, awesome. Yeah. So good. So I'm curious if somebody wants to start developing their mediumship skills, they're, they're feeling called, they know that um, this is something that they like, they've had those peaks of interest mm-hmm. uh, other than reading books. What's the best way to start developing those skills? Well, I think, Understanding the chakra system okay. is going to be very good. Um, and then understanding the clairs. So the claircognizance, which is clear knowing, clairvoyance, which is clear seeing, clear audience, which is clear hearing, and clairsentience, which is clear feeling. It also requires a lot of slowing down. Mm-hmm. You can't use logic in the development path. You can't use your mind. You have to use these senses, but you have to slow down enough to be able to perceive the information that comes through them. So you might be out and about, you might be more empathic and you get angry all of a sudden or you're sad all of a sudden and you don't quite have the know-how to actually ask your own spirit, is this actually mine or is this somebody else's? It's in those slowing down and those subtle moments that you're able to gain, get curious and question and understand how information is running through you because information is always running through all of us. We have our chakras open all the time. Mm-hmm. These clairs are, are not only a medium's ability, but they're empathic abilities as well. So kind of learning up on the chakra system as well as the clairs is, uh, you know, a very good place to start and kind of being aware. And for me, it was around developing my own language with it. It's, mm-hmm. it's easy to think things and it's harder to verbalize them. So I had yeah. to start actually saying out loud you know, complex emotions. Like I feel guilty. Like I feel shame. Like it's Mm -hmm. deeper than happy and sad and glad and, you know, bad. It's, it's getting really deep and it it takes a whole lot of self-awareness. So you have to be self-aware number one. And you can't be afraid to look at yourself because on the spiritual path, what we're doing is we're telling the world of spirit, 
I'm ready to spiritually evolve and spiritually grow. And that's not always a pretty and clean path because mm-hmm. all the stuff comes up that's kept us from being self-aware enough to, to, uh, you know, receive all the information that receive through the clairs and through the chakras. So it's yeah, a lot of yeah. self-healing. You're going to be developing and healing on parallel paths and yeah, it's a lot, but if you could just do those two things, um, and if I could plug my newsletter quickly, yeah, on, if you sign up for my newsletter on squamishmedium.com, I actually, you get four downloads, you get info sheets on all the four major clairs. Um, they're two pages and they have exercises on them as well that you can just do out and about um, to develop these abilities. Cause it is like a muscle and you do have to much like going to the gym and, you know, building up pipes, you have to like really flex these muscles as well. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. And now I'm curious, um, for myself, I don't see, like, I don't have the ability to see in my mind's eye. Like it's always been black. And I know that there's actually quite a few people that experience that as well. So does everyone, like in your opinion, does everyone have the ability to tap into all the clairs at some point or is it, are some more, like, are we meant to have some more than others? Yeah. So if I ask you right now to picture a red Christmas tree, you don't see one? No, it's black. Interesting. I, I can feel it. So like, I know, I, I know I have a lot of clairsentience in my body, but, um, mm-hmm. I can feel it. So I can like, I, all I see is black, but then yeah. I can tell you like what the red Christmas tree feel looks like. And well, and that's perfectly <laughs> fine. Like clairvoyance for me is the one that most people strive for. Mm -hmm. And for me, it's the last one to be developed because anytime I have relied on just purely a vision, it falls a bit flat and it's not very powerful. Mm -hmm. So when I tell people, when you see something, because you can get totally lost down the world of symbols, Mm -hmm. like say you see a cross, right? In your mind's eye with your eyes open, I wouldn't say anything unless it's also associated with a feeling. because, or else it's just kind of like surface. So I do feel Mm. much like I talked about earlier, you develop one gift and then the world of spirits like, okay, you're a little too comfy now. We're going to like push you out of your, your limit and we're going to do this now. And so it is always evolving and you will always find, um, you'll, you'll lean towards one. And then when we fall into safety, probably won't work for us anymore because the spiritual path is anything but safety and comfortable. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Oh Yeah. But I definitely think that you could develop absolutely any of them. Because I used to say that all the time. I'm not clairvoyant. If you listen to my podcast, especially podcast episodes from a year ago, mm-hmm. I constantly say that I'm not very clairvoyant. And it's like the world of spirit saw, heard me and was like, oh yeah, you don't think you are. And then I'm able to see much like the lake, right? I was shown like a lake that I used mm-hmm. to play it as a kid, but it also came with a knowing that it was the lake I swam in at a, as a kid right? So the visions are usually associated with another Claire. It's a multi-sensory experience. So even you just saying it's black, but it comes with a feeling like that's very Mm self-aware. I bet you, if you practiced um, putting things within your mind's eye, it would develop out even further, but you never want to lose that um, associated feeling with it as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And you know, even the first time I ever connected mediumistically, all I saw was shadows, but I just knew that it was a younger male and an older female, but all I saw was shadows. And even still, everything's kind of like black and gray. Okay. I can force things to have color and I can, that's how I build it. Like I have this visual of a red box 
Mm -hmm. uh, one of my exercises I do and I turn the box and I open it and I close it. And that's how I kind of like build that muscle with this red box. And then I try to change the opaqueness of the red and the, the vibrancy of the red and the aura of the red. And um, so it takes work, right? Mm -hmm. Absolutely. <laughs> even, yeah. even for me, like um, I have, I have been able to see things like once in a while, usually after yeah, like 20, 20 plus minutes of meditation, I can actually get a pretty clear image. Yeah. But um, yeah, like I developing like my, my clear sentience and my clear cognizance that has been just over time. Cause it used to, I like, I didn't know how to listen to it in the beginning and it was very disconnected in the beginning. And the more I practiced and the more I tuned into myself and just everything, the more I got. So now it's very strong, but good. Yeah. Yeah. So just watch if it, you get too comfy there, spirit will probably push you out of your comfort zone and start showing you a bunch of stuff. Great. And then you got to learn a whole nother language. <laughs> Looking forward to it actually. <laughs> totally. Oh, sometimes though spirit, you got to give me a break. <laughs> That's not the path. I know. Uh, it's so it's so funny. I actually, um, I don't know if you've ever experienced this, but I, I used to have times where I would get so much information from spirit, like they would be hucking things at me. Mm. And I used to put up my own walls because I was like, oh, this is overwhelming. I can't, I can't process this much information. And I wasn't aware that I, I was the one putting up walls, but then I'd feel so mm. disconnected. Mm. And once I learned that it was me, I, I now just tell spirit like, Hey, take it easy on me. And I have a sticky note on my computer that says like, guides use some lube. <laughs> like, yeah. <laughs> well, you know, when teaching, I heard on that very thing, which totally resonates with me. Um, Tony mm -hmm. Stockwell said it actually, I don't know if you know who that is, but he's an amazing medium out in the UK. He's a teacher at the Arthur Finley college school for mediums. And, um, it's like total witch school. It's awesome. Cool. But he said, he said that he believes he's like, okay, we have the Claire's for sure. But he believes that the second that we blend with the world of spirit, we get everything. It's like a transfer of everything, but it's our references that feel like we're getting hit in a, a bunch of different places. It's like, I hear this. I see this. I feel this. I know this. And that's just because the impression happens so quickly that our references are working overtime at a soul level to try to like grasp something. Oh. So I do in my readings, if you do a one-on-one -on -one reading with me, mm -hmm. I always get the person just to spell me their name because their voice carries a vibration and I get them to just wait a minute and I write down much like you get hit all the time. I write down everything I get. It's like usually 10 things. Mm -hmm. just to get it on paper and like get it out of my mind. They always say like through the mind, through the heart onto paper. And then usually I look at that list and something sticks out to me and I'm like, yeah, I'm going to start here and then I'll start there. And then when I put my intention onto that one thing on my list, it mm -hmm. usually builds out even further into a story. So that's how I kind of handle all that quick information that comes through. That's neat. Yeah. That's really cool. I might try that at some point. <laughs> you should, for sure. Yeah. So how does mediumship uh, help people on a deeper level? Because I know you connect with loved ones, like departed loved ones, pets, energies like that. Um, so how does it really help people in their lives now? Well, I don't believe that mediumship is a cure for grief. Mm -hmm. right? It might be part of a holistic healing journey. I don't okay. think that you ever fully grieve and get over the loss of a loved one. Mm -hmm. But when you sit in a session 
you can't explain it, but there's an energy that's healing in nature that occurs because we're co-creating through mm-hmm. a connection of us sitting here and then the world of spirit coming in. And I've had people say when they leave, I don't know what it is, but I just feel so good. Right. And it had nothing to do with what I say. And you know, my Angelou has that, that saying, people don't remember what you said or what you did. They remember how you made them feel. Yeah. It's the feeling that you get in a reading setting that you've really touched heaven. You've touched the other side. You felt your loved ones around you. That's healing in nature. So mm-hmm. I feel that people just by way of coming and I, I just did my first public mediumship demonstration last week, something I avoided mm-hmm. for years. Mm-hmm. And I finally went and did it. And having 30 of us in a room together connecting mm-hmm. with the world of spirit, I couldn't sleep for two days. The, the energy and the healing that occurs when we gather for spirit is uncomparable. Mm-hmm. So I feel more than anything, more than what I say, more than the evidence I'm able to pull, especially for clients who come and sit with a real open heart, like no expectations, like just come be curious. Yeah. Right. I, I sometimes get sitters who like, I only want to hear his name. I only want to hear his birthday. And you have to talk about like, the red flower, right? And those readings are always fall flat because they have too many expectations. They're not open to receiving Mm -hmm. what spirit feels like they need, which you sometimes can't comprehend what you need, but spirit knows. Yeah, exactly. And a lot of that is the actual energy that you create sitting in the session. So as mediums, we build our power, it's called so we build our power and we to expand our aura further and to perceive spirit easier. And as we build our power, we're able to like create, co-create a, a more like high vibrant state for people to sit in. Does that make sense? It does. Yeah. 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 So people usually feel like light when they leave, even though we just talked about like death for an hour. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. and that's because of the energy we create. So it's almost they're probably looking for some relief in the grief, but what they're looking for is just that some, just some deeper messaging so that they can figure out like the next steps and. Yeah. And connection. We're all striving for connection. So just another form of connection, right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Oh, that's amazing. I, um, I've never had a mediumship reading, but, uh, a good friend of mine, she does connect with spirit. And sometimes, um, I guess she does have some media. I'm assuming she has some mediumship gifts because my grandmother did come to her, um, in a session once I was, cause I was asking about her and just the feeling I, I completely get it. That feeling, it just, I can feel it now. Like it's, it's uplifting and it's like heart opening yeah. and it's just this, it's like cracking you open while also putting you back together. <laughs> Exactly. That's a very beautiful poetic way of looking at it. And that's exactly what it is. It's a feeling more than, more than anything else. Yeah. Yeah. That's so amazing. I love that you do this work. It's so needed in the world. Thanks. I love doing it. You know, it's uh, in some ways I look back on my life and realize I've always wanted to do this work. Um, But I, you know, had a lot of doubts you know, a lot of scarcity um, because I had a really high paying corporate job mm-hmm. and benefits and security and safety and, you know, the whole career ahead of me. Yeah. Um, but the truth of the matter is sitting with spirit is a joy that nothing else in this world can give me. Like I'm a mom and like 
even my kids don't fulfill me to the point where as much as like a reading does or as much as you know helping another solo or helping another spirit out there's just this like sense like I, I actually feel I've never said anything like this but like I actually feel like I'm on a mission right mm-hmm. like I, I work for spirit and I always say that and I wake up every day and I start my day every day how can I serve you spirit I'm ready to serve and it's not always getting paid it's not always like an exchange of energy sometimes when I say that I'm able to like help a coworker who's struggling or somebody will come up to me and just start crying and I'm able to like sit there. I, I make people cry. Like people who sit with me, like even like the strongest person, yeah. like people just feel like the surrenderance around me and <laughs> just like, let's just hug, like, just cry, cry. And so, um, you know, when I, when I focus on service and just how can I serve you today, spirit? And I always tell people, even though you're paying me, I work for spirit. Right. Mm-hmm. And this is who I'm here to honor. And my one goal in life is to go home when this life is done and just say, did I make you proud? Right. And I hope I made you proud in this life. Wow. Yeah. I'm just going to let that sing, like sink in for a minute. <laughs> mm. Oh, wow. That is beautiful. That is, I love that you said that you work for spirit and this is, this is your mission. Like that is just Oh, I feel like you're, you're opening my heart right now. I just feel so full and like, I just want to, I just want to hug you. I know (laughs) you're going to make me people cry around me all the time. It's so funny. Even grown men like sit with me, no judgment, right? Just like, let's cry, cry. Tears are the most healing waters in this world. Yes. We don't cry enough. We don't cry enough. Mm -hmm. Yeah, Yeah. we really don't. No. Hmm beautiful. Is there anything that's coming up for you that you feel like our audience needs to know? Well, I just starting Wednesday, I'm going to full time. So there will definitely be more availability to work with me than in the past. So that's through readings. I think I'm booking right now into April for readings at one-on-one. I do them via Zoom or in person in Squamish. Mm I also teach, like most of my work is teaching because I think the most impact I can make in this world is to show other people all I know in this work and get more people out there doing it. Like in my little town, I'm the only one doing this right now. And I'm mentoring some people here in town because we need more yeah we need more people doing this work um in a very like honest way and i also just launched my first i'm a little moon obsessed because i discovered a few years ago um how my gifts actually work in rhythm with the moon cycles and it was one of the most like eye-opening experiences for me Mm -hmm. i'm like oh my god i used to be so hard on myself for like not wanting to do readings at this time of the month and then i'm like oh does that mean i'm not supposed to be doing this when i when i finally started uh, moon tracking i realized it's the new moon to first quarter moon, that's like empty. I just need to integrate. It's an integration time. So I actually don't book readings during that time um, because I I need to focus and just integrate everything I've learned that month. Mm -hmm. So I actually created this um, bundle called, it's a 10 piece bundle called live by the magic of the moon. So it includes a monthly moon tracker, um, new moon and full moon guided meditations and worksheets and a bunch of just different information on the moon cycles and the Zodiac moon so that people can kind of like discover this magic themselves. Mm -hmm. So that's available on my website as well. And mentorship packages. I just created a three month 
three month mentorship package for people who want to work with me right now. It's full until May. Um, and then I'll be taking on some more in May. So, and then my podcast spirit school, which, you know, I do some interviews, but most of it is I just get this idea or I read my blog. I'm like, Oh, people need to know about this right? Like overcoming fear. Like I just overcame my fear of speaking in a large group. And so I did a podcast episode on that. Um, so I basically just sharing for free, everything I know, um, for anyone who wants to listen. So Amazing. those are kind of the things that I have out in the world right now. And I'm Perfect. at Squamish medium on Instagram where I mostly hang out. Mm-hmm. Um, love my stories. I'm on there every day. And then, um, Squamish medium.com. It's my website. Okay. Perfect. And for all of you listening, all of that will be in the show notes as well. So you can easily connect with Danielle. Awesome. Perfect. And one last question before I let you go is if you could describe yourself as any type of metaphor, what would you be? Light, just light, sometimes a bit brighter than other times sometimes easier to see than other times, but I just feel like the true essence of all of us is just light. That is beautiful. That's one of my favorite questions to ask because everyone is so, so very different. And some people are feral cats and you are light (laughs) and it's no one person is the same. And it just embodies, like you can, I can feel how you embody light. And Mm. that is just, so beautiful. So thank you for answering that question. Thank you. I really Dan- appreciate it. <laughs> Danielle, this was such a pleasure to have you on the podcast. Um, I'm so thankful that you said yes and that you came and shared all of your beautiful wisdom with our listeners. And I can't wait for all of you to actually hear this, even though that doesn't make sense because you'll have heard that by the time I <laughs> say this. <laughs> yeah. but I'm so glad you were here. This was amazing. And make sure you guys go and connect with Danielle and really take in her energy and get to know her because she is really, really incredible. So gifted. And you do not want to miss out on who she is. Well, thank you so much. (laughs) Okay. And we will see all of you guys on the next episode. Thank you for joining me today on the Soul Service Podcast. Do you want to feel powerful, vibrant, and happy in your daily life? Get in on my free Walk Your Path to Power Challenge. Head on over and join me at AnastasiaBurtnick.com forward slash power. If you love what you heard today, I would be over the moon if you could leave me a five-star review and subscribe over on iTunes. I want to help as many people as I can. And I can't do it without your support. I'll see you on the next episode.